If I had a philosophy, it is save, save, save. Don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it. Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast presented by Generations Bank. I'm Luke Hannon. I'm Max Harrell. Guys, there's three of us today. How about that? First time, right? We haven't interviewed somebody together. We've not had a live interview with both of us here and an interviewee on the other side. And who is our interviewee? Introduce yourself. Hi, guys. My name is Ed Love. I am uh, here at Generations Base with these two uh, guys and, and happy to be here. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Dr. Love. Is that the coolest name ever, Ed Love? It's pretty cool. Are you, but you're not Ed, are you? Lewis Edward Love. Which is Woo! which is honestly even better. The fourth. You're joking. No. Do you it, that feels very British. Yeah. Is it? Are you Yeah, the 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 uh, the Lewis came from uh a French uh like great 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 grandfather and yeah. the Edward came from the English side. My great grandfather married a French Canadian lady. Wow. And that's the Lewis and the Edward. And then we got love to tie it all together. There you go. <laughs> and you have sons. I have three sons. And one and of them is, is the, the fifth? fifth. Really? He is, yeah. Okay. He's the artist. Yeah. And a daughter. And a daughter. Yes. Who's visiting this week from Minneapolis. Hey, that's exciting. Oh, boy. It's yeah. hot. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's like, she's, probably she's in, like <laughs> in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> it is 40 degrees hotter here than it is in Minneapolis. Surprisingly, it gets really hot in Minneapolis. Really? During the summer. I've been up there in the August and it gets really hot, but the nights cool off. Yeah. And it's like 65 degrees at night and you go That's out and nice. eat on a rooftop bar. Oh. And it's fantastic. Is it like a drier heat or? Uh, it's, it's similar to ours. Actually, a lot of times you look at the weather and it's just the same. Straight up here, Kansas City, Minneapolis. We're just kind of in a row. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Maybe that means the earth's turning sideways. That's above your pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the earth's not rotating at the what we think it is. There's a lot of things above his pay grade. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> if you think about it We that don't way. have to get into that today. <laughs> well, it's good to be back. Ed, uh, thank you so much for getting on. Thank and you for asking me. Yeah, of course. Uh, so just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, how you, how you got to Generations Bank. So. Well, um, depending on how far back you want to go. <laughs> it's go normally all. a 20 to 30 minute episode. So, And we have other stuff to talk about, but. Okay. Go for it. Well, you know, uh, a good education here at the University of Arkansas in finance led me to uh, several several uh, finance-related jobs in different industries. And uh, that was mostly in Dallas. And then uh, my wife and I moved back and wanted to be closer to home and uh, found a job in a bank. And I've been banking now for the last 20-plus years. Good Isn't deal. It? So an expert. Well, I didn't want to use that word, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And where are you from? Grew up in Little Rock. Little Rock. Yeah. 501. Yeah. uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) Did they have phones back then when you were growing up? You had to to crank them. (laughs) The only difference between he he and D-Mac is that he doesn't have 501 tattooed on his bicep. It's got some. It might be biceps, somewhere else, though. but it's not on his <laughs> bicep. So, well, uh, and the speed and talent. Uh, yeah, don't forget that. Well, we the were, stride. Yeah, we could get, yeah. <laughs> get into that later. Yeah, but there's, there's a reason you went into banking, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the Cowboys were not calling my name. <laughs> well, that's all right. They hung up every time I called them. <laughs> <laughs> called the main line. Well, we'll have to. We may put in a good word. I mean, you know, I'm sure everyone's looking for a yeah Zeke's gone for a for a 64 year old running back or exactly who's cornerback. Too slow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, running backs are replaceable, and that's right. You never know when you need exactly. another. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good so, deal. So Ed, um, so today obviously we're we're gonna kind of talk about spending habits and yes, uh, you know how money is perceived and and both understood, perceived, and talked about throughout the different generations. So which generation are you a part of? I am a baby boomer. Okay, so perfect. Yeah, because yeah. I've got some baby boomer trivia. Wow. You're on Johnny on the spot, aren't you? <laughs> How about that? That's good. I, I took a guess based off your, your birth date and pulled up some baby boomer trivia. So we, you want to go through this? Max, I'll give you the opportunity to answer oh, as gosh. well. <laughs> some of these I think you can get. Um, Ed is really good at, he's kind of like a, a living and breathing uh, Snapple lid. You know, they've got those fun facts on the bottom of it. Yeah. Wow. You're like a Snapple lid. When's the last time you had Snapple? It's been a while, actually. I'm sure. I mean, it's obviously I it's still, around. still around. I think Dr. Pepper owns them. By the yes. way, correct. Yes, that's right. Yes. Look at me. Seven up. Wow. Snapple Dr. myself. Snapple. <laughs> okay, Mr. Snapple, are you ready for this? Let's go. Kind of a layup. Okay. What was the most iconic music festival of the 1960s? I did not attend, but it had to be Woodstock. <laughs> I was only 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, that probably would have been stop. frowned upon. I did work with a man who went. Really? Yeah, he was the, he was the uh, head of finance at uh, Oil and Gas Company, and he doesn't remember a lot of the four days he was there. <laughs> what made it so famous, prestigious? I think it's just how many people showed up. A ton of people. They, I think, uh, again, I was 10 years old, but the the like three, 400,000 people showed up, and I think they were expecting, you know, 50,000. Yeah. And they had some iconic bands too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Way to go. Here, we're going to let Max try to answer first because you're probably going to know all these. So are you ready, Max? No. What singer sang, these boots are made for walking? Oh, gosh. The, uh, uh, the cat from Shrek. <laughs> Puss in Boots? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I, I really don't know. Do you? Nancy Sinatra. Very good. Is this her, the Frank, wife of Frank? Daughter. Daughter. He yeah. nailed it. That's one, right here in the One notes. hit wonder. That's incredible. She had a huge hit. That's it. Yeah. That shows. Nice job. That was very good. <laughs> that was easy. Okay. Nancy Sinatra, Puss in Boots. Close. It was remade by Puss in Boots. <laughs> in- he brought it back. He brought it back. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know what this is. Okay. Fill in the blank. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Snap, oh, snap. What a relief it is. <laughs> Did it's you know that? It's an Alka Seltzer. Yeah, Alka Seltzer. Jingle? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they still use that, do they? I don't see too many Alka Seltzer ads. No. <laughs> no. I don't think we're watching those channels. Yeah. It's like National Geographic or. But Ed is three for three. So. History channel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have, I don't know how you're going to get this because well, I have, 
Okay, what company was best known for its Salisbury Steak TV dinners? Oh, Stouffer's. Pretty close. Swanson? Swanson. I don't know. What is, I don't know Swanson. The TV dinner guys. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's why I don't know. Boom. Eating a dinner from a metal tray set on a TV tray in front of the TV was an exciting street. Uh, treat, sorry. That was a thing back in the day for wow. a while. Everybody had TV trays. Yeah. And hmm. you sit there at your chair and watch TV. And Did you did you eat TV dinners or was it just mainly like a thing your dad did? We had a few. Yeah. It wasn't a main. I think it was one of those like, uh, you know, mom's tired and uh, yeah. we're having TV dinners. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. Salisbury steak. Salisbury steak. All right. All right. You might be able to get this, Max. What was the term to describe the rise of the Beatles in America? I have no idea. Give a guess. Give or make something the up. rise of the Beatles in America. The Beatles, the band. Yeah. Um, I've, I I I genuinely have no idea. And Ed, it's either Beatlemania or the British Invasion. Beatlemania was the one provided. There you go. I would have accepted either. <laughs> it's. <laughs> The Beatles' first televised performance in the U.S. was on the Ed Sullivan Show on February 9th, 1964. 34% of Americans tuned in. Wow. That's, that's a, a lot big, of that's Americans. That's a big deal. That's huge. Yeah. That you huge. remember the Ed Sullivan Show? I do remember the Ed Sullivan Show. Not the namesake, obviously. No. No relations. No relations. Nearly no relations. your show. No relation <laughs> yeah. to that, Ed. Okay. What was Elvis's favorite sandwich? Uh, peanut butter and bananas. Okay, I knew that. One. <laughs> did you? Did yeah, you actually? Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, let him. Let him answer. You, hey, you probably it. knew that because there was a new movie on him and Austin Butler. No, I don't. I think it's in the movie, but it's not like talked about. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You ever it. been to Graceland? Have you been to Graceland? I have not. I've wanted to go. It's honestly, it's incredible. Yeah, it, it definitely a kind of a blast from the past, but uh, it's full seventies Elvis, right? Oh yeah, that's what I hear. Carpets. Uh, Carpet on the wall? TV room with like 100 TVs in it, you know, (laughs) just crazy. All right, two more. Fill in the next line of this song lyric. Okay. There's a lady who's sure all that glitters is gold. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Who sang it? Led Zeppelin. I knew that one. You have to. Know I'm that looking one. at it, but <laughs> I've got I've got the answers, but I knew which one it was. If I, I went like that. that I could have known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and lastly, we'll we'll throw this one to Max first. Okay. Who played the first James Bond? Oh, I think I know. I don't know. Yeah, Daniel Craig, obviously, who did not play the first James Bond. <laughs> He's the most recent James Bond. You know, Idris Elba, I think they're looking at doing... The, That's what I hear. The new He's, one. The, He's the new guy. That'd be great. But I'm... Right. I'm, I'm Shot yeah. clock. Yeah. Shot Thanks. clock. Yeah. Buzz. Is it Sean Connery? Sean Connery. Sean, right. Sean Connery. I like it. He's, a, he's Hunt for very October. Good. Gosh, I can't... That's a terrible miss. I feel bad about that one. That's okay. Yeah. I don't think Ed missed one. <laughs> no, I, I didn't get Swanson. Oh, yeah, you didn't get some No Salisbury steak for me. Nope. That's right. Thanks for playing. Thank you. <laughs> what, what's my prize? Uh, Salisbury steak. <laughs> <laughs> for getting an A minus. 
There you go. Well, Ed, we do want to kind of get into a little bit of an interview. Just we're kind of starting a series where we want to interview different guests who are from different generations and get their ideas um, of how they currently view money, how they grew up viewing money, and uh, how they were influenced by their parents, um, as well as what they think would be beneficial to pass on to our listeners. Um, okay. You are probably the only person who's qualified to pass something on to our listeners because our next one will be <laughs> somebody from Gen Z. So um, we'll be asking you a lot of questions about the wisdom that you have gained and some of maybe the failures that you've had uh, or regrets that you've had. Mm -hmm. And so um, I know we've kind of asked you a little bit about um, just kind of your career, but what is your philosophy uh been throughout your life on money and how has that been influenced maybe growing up? We'll start there. What okay. was your parents' philosophy and what's been ingrained in you through them? Well, I think, you know, growing up, uh, you know, when you're really little, you don't really know any different, right? Yeah. You, know, you don't know if you have money or you don't. But, you know, I think as as you go along, you start seeing, you know, there's money. Some folks have more than you. Some you know, less. My parents, my dad was a, was a builder. He built houses. Uh, so, uh, you know, customs and small volumes. So we went and celebrated when he'd sell a house, yeah. you know, we'd all go out to eat and someplace night nice, yeah. you know, but, um, they were, they were both, uh, relatively and still are relatively frugal. Uh, my mom grew up poor. Yeah. And so she didn't, she didn't spend money unnecessarily. My dad was a little bit more of a freewheeling spender, you know? Understood. Uh, but they, you know, they always provided. They did well. So so they, uh, um, and they were risk takers too. They they had uh, a couple different businesses. He was a home builder. They opened a small retail shop, which didn't do well. Yeah. But they they took some chances. They took well thought chances with their money, and and, and they saved. You know, they they didn't they didn't waste it on unnecessary items. Yeah. So obviously, your parents come from different backgrounds. Yep. Uh, you know, and and they were influenced by their parents being from the more of the Depression era. Correct? Yeah. Right. Yes. So, uh, did you see that influence in your parents? You know, a, a little bit. But much more, I saw it much more in my in-laws. They, especially my mother-in-law, really uh, had a hard go in the Depression. They were poor to begin with and house burned down. Oh, wow. She was the most frugal woman I've ever seen in my life. And they ended their life with a lot of money. Yeah. They were, they, they built their own house. And by built it, I mean drove nails. Sure. Wow. Laid brick, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, never had any debt on their house, had very little debt on, I don't think on anything. And yeah. so that's where I saw that uh, really up close and personal. Sure. Um, my parents were, well, my mom's parents passed away. So yeah, there was that, not that influence. And I think my, my, uh, grandparents on my father's side had, uh, they were, they, they were affected by the depression. Sure. Uh, but I didn't see the extreme savings tendency that I saw on the other from my wife's family. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. We were we we had a conversation um a couple episodes ago about this and and I uh I remember my wife's 
grandparents. She, they, at least they would talk about how they used the country crock butter, you know, mm-hmm. um, container as, you know, the Tupperware. Oh, moving yeah. Forward. And so, you know, that's kind of our mm-hmm. tie-in to some of that. So to the frugality, I guess, that that would come with Go that. to so. grandma's and she has all the Cool Whip containers. Yeah, folks. exactly. Yeah, the <laughs> Cool Whip containers. So, you know, after talking about, you know, your parents and growing up and how mm-hmm. how that, you know, obviously influenced and shaped your thoughts at an early age, how did you transition then to, you know, your own your own life after growing up with your parents, you know, after school and, you know, in your early marriage and things like that? Well, I think the the transition was, you know, early on, married and kids, your your transition is I'm spending every penny I make. Yeah. But that's really the wrong approach. Yeah. Um, uh, we we got disciplined fairly early on to putting away money uh, using a 401k yeah. and just never see it. And to me, that's that's the key to having money is, is, is you got to save some of what you make. Yeah. No matter how hard it is. Yeah. Did, did you all have like a specific philosophy on, you know, hey, obviously for a 401k, you can save a certain percentage. It's yes. just taken out yeah. automatically yeah. most of the time. Um, but did you have a, you know, hey, we'll, we plan to spend X and save X, you know, whether that be, uh, you know, we plan to spend our, my salary and save her salary yep. or anything along those lines. It was more of a, we're going to save 10%. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, if I put in six or seven and then the 3% match, we're at 10. Gotcha. I think that was our philosophy. Yeah. And that whatever's left is is what we spend on, you know, house, car, food. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the fun spending was not uh, super available at that time. Not a ton. Yeah. <laughs> not a ton. Yeah. Interesting. Recently, I know that you're kind of approaching the end of your career, which is, we'll be sad to see you go soon, but what was the last purchase you made or the most exciting purchase you've made in the last three or four years? Well, I bought a new car. <laughs> <laughs> what car did you get? I bought a Tesla Model 3. A Razorback Red one. A too. Razorback Red one. <laughs> and, um, but the other side of that coin is the car I had before I had for 12 years. Yeah. You know, and had it paid off for seven years. So I'm, that's, to me, a car is, you know, I like my car and it's cool and yeah, and I go too fast in it, but <laughs> but it's still a car and it's still, you know, it's a, it's a purchase. It's a big purchase. And in this case, you know, I was assisted with $7,500 uh, tax credit. Yeah. So right off the bat, you know, the mid forties becomes the high thirties, which is not terrible for a car these days. Sure. So, yeah. you know, cars to me are one of the places you can mess up because, you know, you go out and buy your the most expensive car you can buy, and you don't need that. Yeah, you, know? you need transportation. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so yeah, you know, we were talking about in that uh, wealth transfer episode, kind of those spending habits, and maybe there is a balance to being a wise uh, saver and investor of your money, but also mm-hmm. living a little, yeah, and being able to spend money, yes. Um, with kind of that freedom of knowing I'm going to be okay. And so um, what are some other things that you, either some hobbies or some other things that you kind of spend your, I know budgeters call it fun money, things that you do for fun Mm -hmm. or things like that. 
I would say most of our fun money is travel. Yeah. Yeah. We like to go, you know, fun places. And in fact, we're trying to cook one up now uh, for, you know, later this month. But that's, that's, you know, and eating out. Yeah. We probably eat out more than, yeah. We eat out way more than we used to because it's just the two of us. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, you know, travel, uh, uh, live events. Yeah. You know, whether it's uh, music or uh, Walton Art Center. Yeah. You know, we have way more, you know, disposable income than we used to. You know, we're not supporting four kids and, yeah. you know, uh, we've, we've spent, we've, <laughs> you know, we have a house, we have cars, we have the yeah. big things out of the way, so. And debt's been paid down on a lot of those things to uh, a degree. Gone so, primarily yeah. except yeah. for the house, you know, yeah. so, yes. So um, another question I've got is, so as you obviously have transitioned in your life from, um, young to you know, old, is that what you're trying to say? Well, progressed. <laughs> As you have aged like fine wine. Exactly. Um, what, what, are some, what are some things that you have learned in, in this um, time period about money specifically on how, what, you, what is your relationship with it um, today compared to what it was, you know, let's say maybe 20 years ago and then 40 years ago? Well, I would say that 40 years ago, money kind of ruled. Yeah. Because it wasn't enough. Yeah. There was enough, but not to do the things you want, right? right? And I would say that over time, as the the demand, the expenses we face go down after a point, right? The kids are, are grown and yeah. out of the house. So I think the relationship with money is less... Uh, Oh, I've got to save. Oh, I've got to do this. I can't spend an extra penny to now being able to enjoy life more and spend money on, uh, you know, tr- frivolous things. Right. And, you know, have fun with it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 20 years ago, we were reaching that point. Sure. 40 years ago, we weren't even there. But being able to say, hey, I've got a savings plan in place. I'm putting enough money away. Projections look like, you know, we'll be fine. So, yeah, yeah it's okay to buy this or go on that trip or take the kids to Disney World. You yeah, know? yeah. Which is not cheap, by the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, it's already being discussed in our household. Dude, it's expensive. <laughs> She's seven months, so. <laughs> She'll definitely remember that yeah. trip if yeah. you do. Yeah, no. So. I, I, we gotta, she's got to be tall, tall enough to ride the rides. That's kind of my, yeah. that's kind of my deal. But yeah. so, uh, so I, also, as you look back, um, you know, are there things that you regret uh, from, a, from a, a spending saving standpoint, uh, regret not saving more, regret not spending, um, you know, maybe when, when you had it um, or things like that? You know, I think if I had a regret at all, and I don't have many, uh, my very first job, Really didn't understand how 401k worked and didn't yeah. didn't get in the program right away. Uh, just knew and didn't know anything. And You liked all the dollars on the paycheck. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. But uh, so I wish I would have, you know, I wish I would have started that a little earlier. Not yeah. that today it would be that huge a difference, but I really believe in savings and I believe in starting early. And And, and if you're consistent about it, yeah. And you put it away and don't worry about it where it's, you know, safe. Yeah. Not in cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you wake up one day and it's like, wow. Yeah. I got money. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. 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 
I've well, got a question. The, I mean, you've gone through, or the United States economy has gone yeah. through a lot of ups and downs since you've kind of entered the workforce. Yep. So what would you say was the hardest season, whether it be personally or just for the United States economy that you've gone through and how has that really shaped, uh, you know, your habits today? Well, I would say... I've heard the 80s were tough. The 80s, there was... I was trying to remember what year it was. I think it was 1987, and and the Dow dropped 500 points in one day when it was like, you know, 4,000. That yeah. was a major drop. And I remember getting in my car and starting to drive home. We lived in Dallas, and I was just sitting in traffic. And they were just talking about the horrible things that had happened that day. And I just remember sitting there thinking, is this the next depression starting? Yeah. You know, yeah. well, it wasn't, but it was a pretty severe recession. Um, You know, that's the first time I saw the value of my house go down. Oh, wow. Like, wow, what's this? That's not supposed to happen. You yeah. know, that came back, but it took, it actually took a while. Yeah. You know, Um, and again, it just lets you know that anything can happen and, and, and be diversified. Sure. Don't have all your money in real estate. Don't have all your money in stock market. Don't have it all in bonds. Yeah. You know? But that was that was one of the first time I ever thought, ooh, this could all just blow up. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And and then so and then another time that obviously uh I assume would have shaped some would have been the Great Recession. Of, oh yeah. You know, oh eight, oh nine. Yes. That uh, that was gonna be my next, yeah. you know, stop on the tour. It's uh <laughs> that was tough. Yeah. And that was from a from a banker's sure, perspective. Sure. I learned more in those years than I had, you know, combined the rest previously. Yeah. Um, it showed, first of all, that things can fail. Yeah. That that real estate can fail, you know. You just, we hadn't seen that in a long, long time. Right. Uh, you know, we saw builders who had, you know, multi-million dollar net worths just dry up and blow away. They had land, they had houses, they could not sell it. So again, it's managing risk. Yeah. You know, uh, people were buying stuff. In the early days of the boom, people were buying land, holding it for six months and selling it for twice what they'd paid for it. It's not sustainable. Yeah. You know, and, and, and different from what we're seeing now. You know, prices are continuing up, but they're not straight up. Sure. And we're coming up on 15 years. That. Doesn't seem possible. Isn't that, isn't that yeah. Wild? Yeah. Yeah. That was a tough time though. I mean, that was, you're not making loans. You're just trying to collect. Yeah. So obviously those, those shaped your thought processes mm -hmm. on, you know, your relationship with money, uh, your relationship with uh, finance, finances in general. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, kind of my, one other question I've got is just, um, you know, from a goal setting perspective, you know, uh, was that something that you had a desire to do up front and it was taught to you or has it ever been, you know, a huge part of your life or just not something that, you know, you've thought about much? Well, I think uh, it was more of a, we learned that you need to set a goal, like the 10% I was yeah. saying, you know, yeah. that was kind of our, that was our benchmark. That was our goal is that sure. we'll always put that away. Um. And, you know, at first you seem like you're, it's a, it, you're never going to have any money. Yeah. You know, I started off making like $33,000 a year. Yeah. So you save $3,000 a year if you save 10%. Right. Well, yeah. that's not much. But yeah. 
Compound interest is a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> thing. <laughs> it is. And you let that work for 40 years, you know? Yeah. So, so as far as a goal, yeah, it was the, kind of the 10% number that we, would, that we would hit that always as a minimum. And that was just kind of the distillation of, of things you've been told and things you've read, you know, about savings and, 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 and building your future. Yeah. So if you, if you had to surmise a, um, either a plan of action or wise counsel okay. to the generations that follow, uh, what, what, what do you think you would say? I would say no matter what you think, you have to start saving. You have to. And, and I would add to that, automate it. Don't get your check and say, I'm going to put $50 in the bank when I cash this check. <laughs> just don't ever touch that $50. Have it, have it put away. Whatever your savings goal is, just like here when, you, when the f- money goes in the 401k, do that. Yeah. And don't quit doing it. And don't look at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And don't look, oh, I, got, you know, I can pay for a car. Well, no, you can't with that money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that really, if I had a philosophy, it is save Save, save, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it. Yeah. Just, you know, you've got to treat it as my retirement. Yeah. And it's not available for many, many years out. Yeah. So as you approach retirement, Mm -hmm. uh, what are some things that you look forward to uh, about, you know, just the, the longevity of some of the savings that you've built and the ability to enjoy those? Oh, uh, travel. Yeah. You know, places we want to go, things we want to see, and and just getting to do things. You know, uh, 40 years goes by pretty quick. Yeah. it, it the, the, the days are long and the years are short, if yes, you know what I mean. I understand. You know that. what I mean. I do. And you turn around, it's like, wow, my kids are grown and uh, we're, 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 we've got money and we've got some future ahead of us. So, yeah. It's a, it's a, kind of a rewarding feeling that, you know, all the sacrifices and all the effort you went, you know, that went into this pays off. Yeah. So would you say you're pretty similar to, to your peers in that case from a uh, relationship standpoint? With, yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I have friends, you know, uh, I know that didn't save as they went and, I have one guy that's a really good buddy of mine, you know, and, and he's going to struggle the rest of his life, but he lived a pretty extravagant lifestyle, uh, yeah. you know? Yeah. But now he can't quit working. Sure. You know, and so, I, you know, it, I, not that it feels, it feels good to not have to worry about that, yeah. to know that I can, I can quit working. Yeah. Or I can go down and do whatever I want if I chose to, if I want to go work at the, Baseball game as an usher. I could do, yeah, you know? there you go. If you had, if you had to pick up something hourly, something that would just kind of keep you busy, what would you do? Because I've seen some guys who seem to be retired working the Chick Fil A drive-through, or it maybe w- something like it the baseball. would not be a Chick Fil A drive-through. <laughs> that much I can assure you. That's that's work. That is you hard know? work. Yeah, I would be rain I'd, or shine out there. I'd go to a gym, be a personal trainer. Really? Yeah. That's I got, awesome. I got to lose 50 pounds, but, you know. <laughs> For people to trust you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I did that as a summer job way back in when I was like 16. 
Wow. Yeah, the problem is you're just outlifting everyone. So yeah, you know. Yeah, well, that's that gives them confidence. I guess and, you know. Then, yeah. then hey, they're like, "Hey, hey I want to be like you. You can be me <laughs> for this price, <laughs> low, yeah, low payments. That's right. All right, I've got this one last statement. This is uh, a paragraph on kind of a, a summary on the baby boomers' spending habits. So okay. I want to kind of hear your thoughts and hear if you think this is kind of aligned with how you grew up or way off. So okay. here you go. Baby boomers are much different than their silent generation parents. Boomers, motivated mainly by prestige and work accomplishments, are more materialistic than the traditionalists or silent generation, often as a quiet rebellion against the frugality they experienced growing up. This generation eagerly adapted to credit spending and traditionally spent more than the previous generation on housing and retail purchases. That's it. That's fairly accurate, I think. I think there was a lot of, you know, uh, boomer, a lot of the early boomers, you know, their parents were the the depression generation. And I think, yeah, they did. uh, You know, people used credit cards. Way too much. <laughs> hey, I had a lot of credit card debt way back in the day. You know, yeah. we got we got beyond that. But I think that's probably semi accurate. Uh, you know, obviously it's hard to define a whole you know generation of people in yeah. a paragraph. But yeah, I think some people did. But I think for the most part, what well, you know, and let's face it, one of the things that helps people in this country is is you can mess up a little bit, but your rising value of your home will right. bail you out. Yeah. You know, uh, probably some frivolous spending that got that got papered over because oh my now my house is worth a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting correlation almost to today. Yeah, how you can see some of that. So, I think that's always been a thing. Yeah, is you know there are people who are willing to just max out their real estate debt. Yeah, and bet on it. Yeah, and it's fine as long as it's as not long as it works. Right, long as it's not two thousand eight. That's yeah. right. Okay, Ed. Any last things? You're full of fun facts. You're full of fun jokes. Any last words? I don't have a joke for you. I would have if you'd have, if you'd have given me a heads up. But but my closing remarks would be three words: save, save, save. Love it. And do it automatically. That's hey. one word. Amen. All right. Well, Ed, we appreciate you joining us. Um, it's a lot of fun to talk to you. And it's been a lot of fun. It's my first podcast. You're first actually podcast. really good at this, by the way. Yeah. So if you post, you know, retirement. Want to start a podcast? We're we're gonna really excited to have you on. Really excited that you're gonna be replacing Luke on our next episode. <laughs> yeah, and continuing this this I, great tradition of I'm the next generation all podcast. For it. Appreciate you not <laughs> making me tell him that. That's a great yeah. audition. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like this episode, please leave a five star rating and drop a review. Follow us on our socials, which can be found in the show notes below. We will catch you next time.